Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Welcome back to See Also. I'm Kate Jinks. I'm Brody Lancaster, and I have something to get off my chest. Oh, please. We're, wow. We're already away. <laughs> I, Jinxie, I need to talk about the, the trend slash meme known as girl dinner. I don't, I don't know what this is. Okay. If you could guess what it is. Is it like wine time or something? Is it like get the gals getting together for dinner? Is that all it is? Very, um, like... I see I see why you would think that, because that's a very fair guess. That's girls having dinner. Yes. So, girl dinner has taken off starting on TikTok when a woman, I wish I knew her name, started it and said basically, like, this is what I call girl dinner. And it was, like, the shit in her kitchen that she scavenged together to just, like, give herself sustenance at night when she was, no. like, didn't want to cook, Mm-mm. didn't have anyone to impress, no one was watching, you know? I don't know about you, but this is very familiar to me. This kind of, this, this way of. That's just leftover dinner. That's just like scrounging in the pantry dinner. True. But as with most things, I can't believe that I'm passionate about, I hate myself that I care about it because it has been um, publicized at such a rate that it's become like the topic of think pieces and op-eds and 
Alison Roman's commenting on it in her like aperitivo <laughs> newsletter last week. Oh, I missed it. But I I am passionate about it because I think people have misunderstood what girl dinner is and it is something so familiar to like to me, my girl dinner is like when I make pasta and then I have some leftover cold pasta in the colander before I put it in a container and put it in the fridge, I have a fistful of pasta that I just eat out of my hand. <laughs> or like okay. when I really want something sweet but I have no dessert in the house, I will go into like the baking section of my pantry and eat like 70% dark chocolate baking chocolate. That's bad, but it's it hits the spot, you know? That seems more like desperate dinner than girl dinner of like that's kind I of need what it a is. hit right now. It kind of is. I need a hit. I need something in my mm. belly. But it has become immediately misunderstood or misconstrued as like chips and dip with the girls or like girls going out for dinner or women cook like low Bosworth from the hills using the audio that's like, I call this girl dinner. And then there's like a little song as with everything that blows up. Mm-hmm. And she's like dicing onion and sweating them in a pan and putting in pasta and making a sauce and then topping it with cheese. I'm like, no, you're a woman who just made a meal. That's not girl dinner. Yeah. That's just using what's in your cupboard. That's that, just actually, that's cooking. That is cooking. It's, it's also just cooking on a budget. It's just like not wanting – it's either you don't want to go to the shop or you can't afford really to go to the shop that way. You're just making the most of everything. Yes, but it's kind of – it's like scavengy by nature. Sure. So it's like you don't make a dish. Girl dinner is an, a, a dish. Mm-hmm. It's like an assortment of like – it's like the buttons that you sweep up underneath the couch cushions but the food version. Right, okay. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I felt really passionate about it because, and I'm I'm shocked at myself that I do, but literally yesterday at the pub <laughs> while I was watching the football, a friend texted me and said, do you know what girl dinner is? And I said, yes. And he said, what? And I was like, after the game, I'll explain it to you. Listen to see also next week. Listen to see also. Um, and then I literally came back from the bar and one of my friends said, is it kind of like a plowman's lunch? And I was like, are you guys talking about girl dinner too? <laughs> Okay, well, well, see, it hasn't reached me, but as we all know, if it happens on TikTok, it will reach me in like a year or something like that. But um, uh, the Threads community will hear about girl dinner in like two years. Yeah, I mean, I've been busy, but I've had other things on. Like what? Well, actual girls' dinners. I went to Marion for a girls' dinner last week. Very chic, my fave. (laughs) Um, But yeah, that's odd. Okay, I'm going to look, I will look out. Actually, I won't even need to look out for it. As soon as I look at my phone after this, all I'm going to get, yeah. the algorithm is only going to give me girl dinner. It's like the boards thing. Like every single episode of Every Housewives, they had to say oh, yeah. charcuterie about 80 times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, like big charcuterie or something. but And then my niece has like boards um, competitions or like rivalry with, with her friends. Like... You have a slumber party and you create you a, make board. a board. Wow. Remember in Salt Lake City when they went to a restaurant that just did charcuterie? <laughs> yeah, a charcuterie restaurant. A restaurant that was just What boards. the? I mean. Mm. <laughs> I get really offended when people on the internet post about their cheese boards and they have dips still in the plastic containers. Yeah, that's, we don't need to do that. If you're going to take a photo, you need to decant. We don't need to do that. Rule of culture number one. <laughs> And how, what else is going on in your life apart from this girl dinner 
dilemma that you are having, this crisis that you are having of a girl dinner? I don't have a whole lot going on. I mean, I think I hopefully sound a little better than I did last week. You I sure had, do. I had the flu confirmation, full blown flu. Yuck. So get your flu shot, public service announcement, because it gave me, you know, the least bad part of it. Mm-hmm. That was bad. That was good grammar. Um, <laughs> I have not been doing that much. Uh, Love Island finishes this week. Vale. That's it. But you've got a lot of seasons you can go back to, right? I do, but I also have a lot of movies I'm about to go see at the movies. I don't know where you're going to see those. Me neither. Theo? At the comedy theater, <laughs> etc. Yeah. I yeah. Look, I'm 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 deep in it. Um, I've been trying to have a little bit of a break before it all starts with Miff. How's it going? Good. I had like a nice Saturday off. Mm-hmm. Um, had like a full Carlton situation. Took my dog to the little L-shaped dog park there. That just reminded me of this book my mum was obsessed with that I was then obsessed with called The L-shaped Room about this oh. young woman who gets pregnant and gets kicked out of a house and she moves into like a bedsit in London in the 60s. It's not anyway, where I was expecting this to go. Anyway, um, shout this out The, the L-shaped Room. Is this like the movie Last Night in Soho starring Anya Taylor-Joy Oh, I haven't seen it. It's kind of bedsit in London, dark energy. Okay. Yeah, this was... Anyway, I'm, maybe that's what I'll do in September. Um, you know, I had a little lunch at Florian. Cheek. It was great. Love um, that. I encountered an extremely rude woman in a shop. Which shop? Won't say it. There's one in Carlton. Does she one work in, there? In the city. Yeah, she was really rude to me. Oh, what'd she do? Oh, it's just not going to even sound terrible at all. But I went in <laughs> knowing specifically when I wanted to try on because... I love the gripe section of our podcast. I know, right? Because I wanted... <laughs> Local gripes. Yeah, because I tried, I tried it on in the city store, but they mm-hmm. didn't have my size. Mm-hmm. And they said, oh, you've, there's a size blah in this one. And so I went in and I said, oh, do you have this in the... I, I was in the city store. Like, I was full of smiles. I was having a great day. Like, do you have this one? I was in the city store earlier and, you know... And she was like, well, I would have doll if you'd come in a bit earlier. I sold one much earlier today. <laughs> and I was like, that she was steaming and she had a mask on and she like steaming as in steaming clothes. She wasn't just like, like fuming. <laughs> I was uh, like, God, her mask was right here overheating. It wasn't kind of warm on Saturday. I was, I was the one steaming and she, but she didn't like, she didn't come over from the steamer. There was no. Right. The vibe was you fucking idiot. Yeah. You should have known I don't like, have that. You should have checked in psychically with me. Um, anyway. What if I could? I left and ordered it on my phone. Like, you know, within 20 seconds, it's arriving tomorrow. It's fine. How is it going to be fine? How is brick and mortar retail dying? <laughs> I ask myself. It did make me think, though, because I was like, oh, my God, I haven't encountered this level of rudeness. Like, you know, but I used to work in retail and I think I was terrible for the most part. Yeah. I don't know how we used to do it. No. Yeah. Now like. We have computer jobs. I worked in a vintage store for a long time and. Mm. You know, if it was a busy day, you'd have like two two people on, two gals on, mm-hmm. and there would be like people taking turns to have a nap in the change rooms, like <laughs> that level of badness. I once locked someone in the shop when I went out for lunch because uh- <laughs> they were in the change room and I forgot about them. They were so sleeping. I, this feels like karma for me. I'm like, sure. Anyway. 
that was that was your version of locking someone in the shop. Yeah. What else I do? I went to see a comedian named Zoe Kumsma. She was doing some shows in the city. Shout uh, out. Went to see the opener. That was great. If you are in the UK, if you're in Edinburgh, Zoe will be doing the opener at the Edinburgh Fringe and then a season in London in September at the Soho Theatre. I know that we've got UK listeners. Last night in Soho. Yeah, last night in Soho. I, we'll have to watch it. To Kate, tell her not to stay in a bed sit okay, in I'll the try. 60s. <laughs> I'll try, but she, you know, she has her ways. Um, what else? Oh, and I met you on Sunday at the Sunday Salon uh, for our friend Charlotte's new show called I Might Come Back as a Mountain. And it was really beautiful. So gorge. Such so beautiful gorge. works. I wanted to buy several. Yeah. Yeah. I loved them. I kept saying, it's my birthday soon. <laughs> I had a couple of little funky yellow wines. Oh, yellow wines. Yes. Yeah. I had something else and I won't repeat. What did you have? I also had a funky wine. Oh. Yeah. But I thought you said some funky lines. And I was like, it was Sunday afternoon. There were kids there, babe. There were yeah, dogs that, there, babe. Yeah, they were getting on it. <laughs> Um, so you've got Love Island finishing, wrapping up. We've had a new episode of Rahoni. It continues to be not the best, but I'm, I'm in. It's promising enough that um, I like. I trust where the season's going to take us because they knew enough to send all these women who barely know each other on a group trip in episode two. Yeah, I haven't seen that before on The Housewives. Yeah, so we get all the shenanigans of like, Who's got the best room, matching pajamas, I don't eat caviar. How many suitcases? How many suitcases? How many Instagram photos are you taking, etc. really early on. Mm. And the fact that like Bryn's absence was noticeable in episode two tells me that she it just confirms what I already know, which is that she's a star. She's a Sonia Morgan mm. of this of this cast. Sure. Well, Jenna Lyons continues to be MVP. Oh my God, Jenna Lyons. Have you seen, have you been following her on Instagram this week? I mean, I follow her, but I, I mean, what's she been doing? She's on holiday in Greece with her new partner, Cass Bird. Yeah, love that. And it's it's getting very JD's lesbian utopia. <laughs> Cass Bird. <laughs> Great reference. Topless I remember layers. going to the opening of that, like the launch of that I'm in New so York. jealous. <laughs> I feel like I was like 19, discovered like Riot Girl 15 years after it was all over. And um, ordered like a wildly expensive copy of that calendar mm-hmm. on the internet. Um, Casper, like topless on a yacht in Greece, wearing like someone else's outfit, like chains of pearls, and just shaking her tits at the camera. Obsessed. All right, I'll be looking into that. Yeah, I'll have it, a harvest squeeze. It's really good quality content. <laughs> but like Jenna Lyons and Casper as a couple, Jenna Lyons, sorry, singular, singular lion. Jenna Lyons and Casper as a couple is just. I mean, it's like, it's deeply, I overuse the word. I know it's deeply iconic. Mm, it is. Um, and not iconic at all is the influencer on the show who is, I mean, we all knew that the influencer would be the annoying one, mm. but she really is. She kind of redeems herself a touch in episode three. Okay. I'm not there yet. No, I, I watched it just before we started recording um, because she tells stories about like, it's not just it's beyond like growing up poor. It's like moving out at age 16 and like not being able to afford to go to school, but just like 
going to class anyway and everyone kind of turning a blind eye because she was homeless. All right. Well, way to make me sound like a massive bitch, BL. No, but like the, before that, <laughs> bef- the two the two and a half episodes before that, literally all she talked about was getting content. Yeah. Was getting her photo taken or shooting herself in slow-mo or whatever. Yeah. Mm, yeah. There's a lot of bags. There's a lot of bags and not the fun kind. Not the fun kind. Well, anyway, we'll do a big wrap up of that show once there's a little bit more meat to mull over, I would say. Yeah. We'll be back in a few weeks with more Roni. Yeah. We've only been given the caviar entrees. <laughs> Also, what fucking bitches, as if you're not going to hoe into like caviar on Pringles and be like, no, I want a sandwich. It's bullshit. I want caviar on a Pringle. Eat before you get in the car, you bitches. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, I do want to say it's been about a week um, since the passing of Sinead O'Connor. True Vale. True Vale. Um, I watched on your recommendation, Nothing Compares, the documentary by Catherine Ferguson at Myth last year. And um, it taught me, I thought I knew a lot about Sinead O'Connor and that documentary taught me so much about her. Yeah, it was really, um, I felt the same way. I was like, yes, I know, I know. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I had never really, not that I hadn't thought about, but I had not, I don't know, spent that time kind of really considering oh, just the kind of sheer hatred and bigotry that she was up against mm. um, and the way the music industry treated her, like spat her out. Um, mm. Anyway, it's a good documentary and it's if you're in Australia, it's free uh, streaming on SBS On Demand. Highly recommend. Totally. I have a like a very little C also for um, – Sinead O'Connor besides all of the music the documentary every her book um Joanna Fateman from La Tigra uh uploaded uh a sound piece that she made in 2013 and uh kind of exhibited at MoMA um she kind of took the two moments in October 1992 so first Sinead performing uh, Bob Marley's war on SNL and ripping up the picture of the Pope and the silence in the studio that followed. And then two weeks later when she was kind of persona non grata in the U S and went to perform at a Bob Dylan tribute show at Madison square garden, Chris Christopherson like announced her and the entire stadium basically was booing her. And she then performed it again, pulled out her, her in-ears and like performed it spoken word again. And so Joanna Fateman's made this sound work, that um, it was for a symposium on sound and social space at MoMA and like kind of layered those two pieces on top of each other. And it's, it's really like, I just sat with it playing in my headphones and I was like, God, this is really like distressing kind of ambient noise of just like the sound of people like sitting with protest, but also like refusing to Mm. take it on. Oh, I need to hear that. I, I haven't had that. I, I really love Jonah Fateman's writing and art forum. Um, but yeah, wow, that's great. Yeah, I'll put a link in the show Thanks notes. Thanks for the rec. As per. I'm going to say on the day that um, Sinead died, I was woken by my partner who said immediately that Sinead had died, closely followed by, and there are aliens. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Like, what day is this? I can't even, like, this is the the universal kind of <laughs> feeling, right? It's like, there's too much. I can't even take on the the existence of aliens. It's like, oh, yeah. And But my response was like, yeah, of course there are. 
I sat down so. to get my nails done on Saturday and um, my friend Yasmin doing my nails because last time I was in, we talked about the Titanic submersible the entire time. Mm-hmm. And so she was like, do you have any news on the aliens? <laughs> and I was like, no, do you? And she's like, no, I haven't been paying attention. I was like, me, me <laughs> fucking neither. Well, they're, they're, the truth is out there, I guess. If you can, can be bothered. Yeah. If you don't have a festival to run. <laughs> I have been enjoying reading and listening to lots of Barbie takes. Oh, yeah. Since we recorded our episode. I'm surprised that we didn't get, like, hate mail about our episode. Because <laughs> yeah. neither of us hated the film. But we both said we loved a lot about it. It just wasn't quite, you know. Our favorite thing. We weren't raving. Also, my feelings about both movies, Barbie and Oppenheimer, have changed like every single day since I've seen them. Hmm. Well, I now want to see both of them again. Me too. Can we do that after all the other movies? I think we can. Great. Yeah, I've been really enjoying it. I've been reading all the think pieces about Greta Gerwig and what she's doing and blah, blah, blah. It's just kind of nice that people are talking so much about it. Yeah, I agree. Um, I love the, I love Greta discourse. At any time. Also, in the most re- – this is um, a really wild winding segue, but in the most recent episode of End Just Like That, which took place um, – like there's a scene where Miranda goes into a bookshop and sees Miriam Shaw doing a, you know, Jane Austen reading. I was like, okay, younger. This puts us in the young universe. Books are magic was, mm-hmm. the, was the location. So I was like, to tease a future episode, this puts it in the See Also universe. But also – Episode was directed by Ryan Russell Young, oh, clocked it. who starred with Greta Gerwig in Hannah Takes the Stairs, mm-hmm. Mumblecore icon Ryan Russell Young, mm-hmm. Greta Gerwig universe, and just like that is now in the Greta Gerwig universe. That's a, there's a lot to a lot to behold. I can't wait to get fully into and and just like that episode in the future with you Oof. when it all wraps up. Oof. The timeline on this show continues to baffle and frustrate. <laughs> frustrate me (laughs) yeah it does um a lot of time passes between each episode and you're like is it like even when they got to the christmas episode it was like is is it past new year's is it past christmas is it february also like by the time they were at christmas and they went to widow con and shay was there supporting carrie we're supposed to assume that shay was famous enough to have gotten a pilot a year earlier that they filmed in may in Mm -hmm. la no one notices Shay. Again, Shay is Shay is Fight Club. Shay does not exist in the world. No one recognizes them. Shay's not a, either not a famous person or not a real person living in the world. Yeah, it is weird. Um, I mean, maybe that just wasn't Shay's core audience at WidowCon. But <laughs> yeah, the fact that people don't seem to know who they are is odd. Yeah. Um, I was pleased that they gave Shay a sense of humor that Wizard Wizard Con. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> that Widowcon uh, episode. Like, they didn't have heaps of jokes, but it was like, yes, they are a funny person because they are a comedian. Yeah. Does it, it was it more or less disappointing that the, um, the kind of Widow Catskills comic who got up before <laughs> Carrie had what I thought were genuinely good jokes that clearly the writing staff of And Just Like That had written? Mm-hmm. So I was like, so you can write stand-up material. Totally. Are you choosing not for Shay to tell us something about Shay's abilities? I mean, I guess so. I mean, all Shay can do is make jokes about getting to the bathroom via an Uber, but... And that's my time. (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, the joke that they came up with for Carrie was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. It was fine. Widowcon was an 
missed opportunity mm. to get Carol Radziwell on the show. Oh, wasn't it ever? I mean, every 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 single thing is a missed opportunity. Widow's Guide to Sex and Dating. Mm, I had forgotten about that. That is very true. Although I guess the existence of Carol Radziwell means that JFK Jr. was alive who did date Sarah Jessica Parker in real life pre-Carolyn. So it gets a little messy, John I guess. John John? John John. <laughs> I partied with John John. <laughs> Nobody called him John John. <laughs> so good. So, yeah, we will be back with them um, and just like that. Yeah. I had one last thing on it just mm-hmm. like that. I did have to take to threads <laughs> to share. I'm still not there. Don't, don't, no one's there. Nobody's there. You can't even search by topic, Kate. You, when you search. I haven't looked at it. I, I claimed the name and then backed away. Yeah. Uh, There's a very interesting podcast. I'm going to put in the show notes that, um, is all, is a favorite podcast of mine that went defunct and they come back every little while to kind of catch up on what's happening on the internet. It's called the content minds. And they talked about the threads of it all on a recent episode. And I was like, yeah, every time they said anything, (laughs) but I did have to take to threads to talk about how, um, if rock got discovered on the, uh, by the Ralph Lauren casting people in October Mm. and Charlotte was only taking them to agencies on Valentine's day and bragging about their 3000 followers five months later. It's too late. I was like, girl, it's nothing to, call home about right everyone's off in like you know over thanksgiving christmas but there's still time it's the next year the modeling industry never stops it doesn't sleep also can i just say because by the time we come back and talk about and just like that it'll be uh the end of the season so i just have to say that you know how last time i joked that like by the time kim cattrall does her cameo it'll be like 2025 Mm -hmm. we're kind of going that way because in the Valentine's Day episode, Lily and her friends are singing along to Antihero by Taylor Swift, which came out on an album released in October 2022. So that means that the next Valentine's Day was 2023. Oh, gosh. So we're, we're up to present day. And since every episode is skipping ahead two or three months, <laughs> I have a feeling that by the time this episode comes out, episode eight will be like June or July. The kids will be back at summer camp like they were three episodes ago. <laughs> Wow, Samantha's calling from the future. Miranda's like finished a whole year of grad school. Haven't seen it. Haven't seen it. Forgot to mention it. Ah, that documentary's premiered. Has she spoken to um, hmm. Steve again? Is Carrie's book doing well? We'll never know. We don't know. We don't know. Is Brady 25? Probably. Probably. We've got some cool news. We've got some big news. It's very, I'm really excited about it. Me too. Do you want to say it or do you want me to say it? You You say say it. it. (laughs) We are doing our first ever live Live show. show. Uh, It's going to be at the Wheeler Center and it's part of their newly announced spring fling program. It just got announced this week. And you can buy a ticket package if there's a few things that you want to see. And you will want to see a few things. Oh yeah, absolutely. So starting next week, you can also just grab a single ticket if you just want to come and see us. Us. Anything else, but mostly us. Um, and if you're getting one of those, we have a discount code. That's pretty cool. It's vag in the city. No, it, the <laughs> discount code is C also. All caps, no spaces. And if you put that in, you'll get 15% off your ticket price. But again, that is if you're buying a single ticket to our show and not the package for the festival. 
Yeah. And uh, we'll put it up on socials when those single tickets go on sale. So if you're not following at See Also Podcast on Instagram, do that now and we'll give you a little update. Um, and we'll also be posting there in the coming weeks for our future Poodle app. Uh, because this is our last like regular see also episode for a few weeks. We're going to be off next week doing myth. Jinxie's going to be running the city. But I'm we'll going to be-, be Lisa Barlowing. <laughs> the queen of myth <laughs> with a giant uh, Diet Coke. <laughs> um, oh my God. At the pub yesterday, I talked all about Mormon soda culture. Anyway, I'm fun. Uh, but uh, after our week off, we'll be back with a poodle and then back to regular scheduled program with like, and just like that and Roni and all the other juicy bits. Yeah. But yeah, it's really exciting. Oh, we should probably tell you exactly when it's happening. So see also live is going to be on at the Wheeler center on October 10th from 7 30 PM. So it's a good time. You can get a little drink beforehand if you're so inclined then come and see us in person IRL all right I kind of teased this last week but when you mentioned getting a drink before our live show Jinxie I thought um it's probably now's a good time to talk about our myth food and drink recommendations yeah we've been getting a lot of people dming us for our recommendations um you are like the queen of uh getting people to a bar before or after an event in the city it's something that i admire about you because i'm one to kind of slink off home or just go and like shove food in my face alone (laughs) Well, as we mentioned, I am often last girl standing. So yeah, I, I take, it's a source of pride. Okay. So where are you going to be like whining and dining people this myth season? Okay. Well, yeah, I want to hear yours because I don't get to, I don't get a lot of downtime during the festival. So I'm like extremely quick little drink here and there between whatever it is that's going on. Mm -hmm. So I don't have a lot of food in my recommendations because to be completely honest, I'm eating like bad things that only take about two minutes you know Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. or I'm headed back to the office for a soup not exciting uh I wouldn't recommend that you do that but (laughs) the first place I would like to recommend is well we actually have a festival hub this year so we started last year but this year it's kind of bigger and better it's called the Campari Cinema Lounge it's on an Acme uh in Fed Square uh you don't have to be seeing a movie at Fed Square to come in uh, the drinks will be great. There will be food from Hero, uh, which is really great. Little, I don't know, boards, charcuterie. <laughs> Who can say? Uh, but a Karen Martini board. <laughs> I can have a girl dinner there. Uh, that is happening from the 4th to the 20th of August and is open from 5 p.m. till late, I believe, every night. And there is a happy hour from 5 to 6 p.m. Very important to note. Mm. So you can come in and get like a delicious Negroni or a champagne or a beer or a soda, what have you, a snack, and you're right in the thick of it. I love that because as we've discussed previously, that corner of the city, hard, very few little spots. It is hard. Um, okay. So I had to think about what I want to be eating and drinking during the festival. Cause I, I have a few nights where I haven't booked myself into any screenings, but the nights that I am in the city, it's usually two movies. Sometimes I'm doing like four. There's a couple of days where I'm doing three or four movies on a weekend day. And so in between, I'm like, okay, what is in between the two venues I'm going to where I can eat in like a short amount of time? 
what do I, what have I not tried before that I want to suss out? That's on my saved Google maps. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had a few criteria. This is what I gave myself. I was like casual and like quick, like I want to be in and out in like max an hour, no reservations, places that are conducive to like a quick meal for one. Cause mm. sometimes I'm going to be seeing movies with friends, but they're not probably running to the next one with me. Um, I don't want to like sit down book for a sesh at like Hazel or Cumulus or anywhere that I want to like really enjoy myself. Sure. Um, and the chicest I'm willing to go is like the European. If I get a spot under a heater and I don't have anything to go to afterwards. Yeah. I was going to like one of my recommendations is city wine shop. Yeah. Which is perfect for a quick glass of something and maybe some chippies. Yeah. No matter the occasion, it's perfect because yeah, it's that top end of the city that I, besides like city wine shop or the European, I don't spend that much time, you know, popping in for a quick bite at the top end of the city. So here's where I'm, and I'm kind of looking around places between comedy theater, Acme, Kino and the Capitol. Mm -hmm. And so on my list are for drinks, heartbreaker is a classic. Um, and then a couple of little Japanese spots like Shujinko ramen and the Udon Izakaya on Burke street, where you can kind of like customize your little bowl of noodle soup. I also have only been to the door and then turned away from Apollo Inn, And so I think maybe like a late night following a movie at Kino might be my moment. Mm-hmm. Um, love butcher's diner, love their like, uh, broccoli, um, excited to eat lots of broccoli which is done in this myth um there's also an abundance of thai restaurants on or around burke street so obviously soy 38 famous and then thai barn which has opened recently in the space on burke street where the mess hall used to be just before you go down the alleyway into soy 38 or into the line for soy 38 <laughs> there's a place on burke street called it's hard to google because it's called thailand but it's, I think it's proper name is Thailand on Burke Street. And I only notice it because when I drive past, they have a sign that says they play all the footy games in there. And so I'm curious to eat like mango sticky rice and watch football. Um, and a friend of mine, Sarah, recommended uh, a place right opposite the comedy theater, Handy, called Pinto Thai, which oh. I'm going to check out. I love that you're doing the food and I'm doing the drinks and we did not discuss this at all, but that is a hundred percent what has happened. I think there you go. Our personality is shining through. Jinxie, at least get some, some udon from Burke street rather than your office, <laughs> whatever's going on there. You can do better. I didn't mean to sound like Judith Lucy when I said that shining through, <laughs> but anyway, Love you, Jude. Anything else, Jinxie, that you would recommend? Yeah, I'm also excited about Apollo Inn. They do take bookings for up to five, but they do have walk-ins available, I believe. Okay. Um, So I'm going to try for a martini there for sure. Uh, Cathedral, the Nicholas Building, which Mm. we've talked about in the pod before, they are open till like 11. They're like served coffee in the daytime, but they are a great little wine bar in the kind of – I don't know, the alley, what do you call it? Yeah, like Cathedral Arcade. Yeah, Yeah. and so inside the arcade, so you're sitting... Next to Subway. (laughs) Next to Subway, but they have really good wines and um, some good snacks. Anyway, that is open until 11 p.m. Wednesday to Saturday, so that's the perfect spot if you're going to the capital. Maybe a bit chilly. Um, Dassu under Hazel, you can often get a walk-in. They have quite large booths. I've honestly never been turned away there Mm. but I've never been I think in like the peak time Mm. it's not open on Sundays but it's so it Dassault is underground 
but it's directly behind the forum. So absolutely perfect if you're going to the forum That's for a true. film or Acme. Um, if you're over the comedy Hoyt's End, you've always got Caretaker's Cottage. Of course. The most perfect martini in town. Or you've got Her. That's like the place I always go to if I'm if I've got lots of screenings or Q and A's at Hoyt's. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can often get a spot on the rooftop if the weather is okay. And then if you're going to like Kino Acme Forum, Embla also good. Often you can get a spot um, for like two or four people. Or if you can, if you just by yourself, it's a good spot to purchase the bar. Mm. Um, I really like going there for just like one little drink and like some focaccia and then you're out. The most delicious bread in town. Oh, it's so delicious. I went to a newish place on Hosea Lane that runs just up the side of the forum. Mm. It's called Tre Achinko. Oh, yeah. I went there during Rising before I went to the forum. Yeah, it was good. I had some margaritas. They had some, like, chips and dip, but mm-hmm. they do tacos, etc. And that looked quite good. They do serve dinner, etc. but you can just go in for a little drink at the bar. Mm-hmm. I just love a little drink at the bar. Is that I mean name of episode um, <laughs> of my the episode of my life yeah, would be say, a little drink at the bar. You're having an episode. It's called a little drink at the bar. <laughs> oh, I've been having an episode today, BL, but that's beside the point. Um, also, if you're going up to, if you're around the like Burke Street Mall area, highly recommend the bar at Comedy Republic. So it's on the ah, block. It's opposite Kmart. Yeah. Um, so Comedy Kmart Re- knee target. <laughs> Came out knee target. Uh, so you don't have to be seeing a comedy. You should see a comedy show at Comedy Republic because it's the best comedy um, venue in all of Melbourne, Australia. Anyway, um, but there's a really cute little bar um, on the first floor up. And so you don't have to have a ticket to any of their shows. You can just go in and grab a drink. Mm. Um, where else? Yeah, City Wine. That's that's about it for me. And look, I always love a bit of Hell's Kitchen. You do. It's and classic. En route to Hell's Kitchen, grab some dumplings at Shandong Mama Mini. Easy. Yummy. Those are some good racks, I feel. Yeah, I dealt with food, you dealt with drink. Now we're all sorted. Ideal. I'm going to put this all, maybe I'll put all of these into a Google map and I'll put the link in the show notes of like a little see also myth food and drink map. Oh, I love that. Yeah. We're already also also BL. Uh, you know, if you haven't listened, if you're new to see also, this is where we recommend things to you and to each other. Often they have nothing to do with anything else. They're just things we like. What's your first one? My first one is a hmm, ferment also. Yes, I love that. Not sure. Uh, I think it's pronounced a seed. It's a pickle company in <laughs> Melbourne. Uh, I discovered them on the weekend. I went to Alfington Farmer's Market and I thought I was going to go up and get some classic bread and butter pickles, you know, but they had trials of every different kind of pickle and ferment that they do. And I tasted some pickled, uh, what are they called? Green tomatoes, like cherry green tomatoes. And they were so friggin' delicious. And then I had some tried some pickled green beans, some kind of like spicy pickles. I ended up buying a couple of jars and turns out if you bring the jars back, if you go and buy more, you get a discount on your next pickles. I love that. Which we love. So I got them from Alfington Farmer's Market, as I said, but you can also order them online. And I just want to give a shout out to um, the very sweet acknowledgement of country on their website that says, we brine, pickle and ferment on First Nations country. (laughs) 
Love that. Mm-hmm. So that's aseed.au. But as always, all the links will be in the show notes and on our Instagram story. Jinxie, what's your first one? I've got to watch also. Uh, I, you know, we've been talking a lot about MIF lately and Melbourne recommendations. So if you're in Sydney, I have got to watch also for you. There's a new film series happening at Golden Age Cinema in Surrey Hills. It starts on the 11th of August and it runs for a number of weeks. It's called Japan Underground. And seeing this pop up online, I was like, oh, I had massive pangs that I couldn't be there to see them all because there are heaps of films that I have never seen in this program. It's really great. Their spiel is descend into the depths of Japanese cult cinema with this decade-spanning film series from stylish 60s classics to nerve-wracking 90s J-horror and contemporary kaiju cataclysms. Mm. I want that. Anyway, I want to particularly uh, <laughs> highlight the film Funeral Parade of Roses from 1969. It's one of my all-time favorites. My next one is a listen also. It's the new self-titled album by Rin McArdle. Woo! So slay. Love it. Debut album. So glad it exists. Um, some of my favorite tracks are Splinters and Something Blue featuring Georgia Mack. Um, Rin played every instrument on this record. It's like largely improvised. Um, she just kind of went into a studio for like four days and just smashed out like the most kind of intimate, beautiful, like masterful record um, you've ever bloody heard. Um, buy it on Bandcamp to support Rin, a close friend of the pod and Top Chef. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> close friend of Top Chef and mine. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he got in first. Uh, yeah, it's such a great album, isn't it? So good. And I'm really hoping that Rin does some more live shows soon because Rin is incredible live. Yeah, so great. I um I got to write the bio for this record and had never met Rin before and I felt like leaving the interview I was like my friend. <laughs> yeah, it's so good, so good. I've also got to listen also. It's a little bit different. This one is full disclaimer. I have not yet listened to it, which is the first <laughs> time I've ever recommended something I haven't. I'm not personally going I live for this. Uh-huh. But it is top of my list and I know I know I'm going to love it. This one came courtesy of another friend of Top Chef and mine, Rosie Fisher. Uh, It's the London Review Bookshop podcast, which I have never listened to before, but their most recent episode features Deborah Levy discussing August Blue, one of our faves, with psychoanalyst Stephen Gross. And I love the idea of a conversation between Mm. her and a psychoanalyst. Mm. Let me in. I want to be on that leather couch Thank you. Wow. Also, huge shout out to Rosie, who was the one to recommend that Austin Butler um, podcast where he just like slowly recites the recipe for grilled peaches. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Oh, that's right. True friend of the pod. Um, My last one is also a podcast. Um, It's the show Too Niche, question mark, Too Niche. Um, It's a a new podcast by podcasting legend Lara Marie Shane Halls of Sexy Unique Podcast fame. Uh, She does this one with Elizabeth Cott, who I wasn't familiar with, but she is great. And among many other things, I was a founding team member of the Zoe Report, uh, Rachel Zoe era. Um, I really love the podcast. The kind of concept behind it is that they haul items. And so like the first episodes were like they hauled every kind of sparkling water um, available and kind of rated them, gave a little review of them. 
but they kind of go broader. It's not just products. So they did like a haul of all the Real Housewives singles. And recently they hauled all of the Kardashians business ventures <laughs> from like the early days when they were hawking really financially dangerous credit cards and like the Dash stores through to like Kendall's tequila and Kylie's lip kits and Kim's like venture capital fund. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so fun. I really enjoyed listening to it. Oh, that sounds really cool. I want to listen to that. My last one is, uh, look, it's another watch also, but it's a myth also. It's the last time I get to spruik a myth thing. That's and we've true. just, I've been working on the program with my programming team, like amazing, amazing colleagues putting together this massive film program for a whole year. So it's my last chance. Uh, one You're th- allowed. Thank You're you. Allowed. Uh, one thing is that I don't think we've really mentioned much, but... It's called Louder Than You Think. It's a documentary about Gary Young, the original drummer of Pavement. Uh, He left the band, kicked out of the band in Mm -hmm. 1993 because he had quite erratic behavior, kind of enabled by his alcoholism. And this is a documentary all about him and that time. And it features quite incredible interviews, recreations using puppets, and uh, just amazing, like, full-on excellent pavement archival footage. If you're a pavement fan, you must. We're playing it in cinema, and Spiral Stairs from Pavement is going to be a guest at one of the screenings. It's online. But if you live in Australia, you can also watch it on Miff Play. So it's screening on our online festival, Miff Play, uh, all across Australia. Are you telling me I need to add another booking to my, to my so schedule? Sorry. So sorry. Okay, I'll do it for you. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode. As always, you can find us at See Also Podcast. And don't forget, that's where you will find things like our myth food and drinks list, our uh, reminder of when tickets go on sale for our live show, and the announcement of what our next Poodle episode is going to be. Again, if you're a new listener, a Poodle episode is when we focus just on one particular movie or topic for the entirety of an episode, because it's not a mini Poodle, it's a toy Poodle. (laughs) Not a mini episode, it's a toy episode, etc. You get it, you'll get it. It's between a mini and a standard, so it's the toy. Got it. (laughs) Poodle lore over here. Poodle lore. Um, And if you liked this episode or any others, please share them with your friends. Give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and write a little review so that we can read it while we're running in between martinis and movies. Yeah. Follow us at See Also Podcast. And you can get in touch with us there. That's the best place to get in touch with us. As ever, thank you to Samuel Hodge, a Leo birthday boy, for his uh, imagery and Harvey Sutherland for the incredible original theme music. Bye, Jinxie. See you, BL. See you soon. See you on the other side. Ooh, yeah. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.